How's it going, everyone? Welcome into the Sports Appeal Podcast. I'm your host, AJ Teal. As always, to my right, my co-host and my dad, Noel Teal. Well, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to everyone, of course. Starting 2022 pissed off, mm-hmm. not happy, just severely disappointed with multiple things that happened this weekend, but I'm going to keep my shirt on. I'm going to stay on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to walk off the set. I'm going ha- I'm gonna, I'm gonna to hang in there. Yeah, uh, you know, for it, you, buddy, for you. It was a little, uh, you know, a, a little disappointing start to you know the season in terms of our uh, our Cowboys and how they performed the other day. Uh, rough start there. Obviously, we'll get into Week 17, recap all the games because some huge, you know, huge wins. Bengals with a huge win to finally lock up the AFC North. Uh, also, the Titans reclaiming the first seed in the AFC. The Raiders upsetting the Colts and and you know moving into the playoff picture. So. A lot of teams got some much-needed wins and, you know, helped shape the playoff picture. A couple more teams clinched. The Eagles clinched uh, the playoffs in the NFC. So they are uh, they leave one spot to remain in that wild card for the NFC that the Saints and 49ers are now both vying for with their wins on Sunday. So a lot of big stuff happened this weekend and, and a lot of clinching here. So the problem is we go into, I don't want to get to next week, but we were talking about it a little Next week, you get to the, yeah, there's a couple important ones, but that week 18, there are some, who cares about, you know, this matchup oh, and, you know, dude, who's going to play in, 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 the, uh, in some of these games where it's just the tank fest now to get a better draft pick? They're literally, I think there's four worthwhile games even putting on. Yeah. Every other game, I mean, it's funny, in our pick'ems, right, you're, yep. you're, Jake's leading, your, your roommate is leading mm-hmm. the overall standings at 143 wins. You're at 142. I'm at 139. Yep. Right. And uh, Brian Teagle, neighbor of mine, is at 140. Our statistician. So we're all close, you know. And next week there are games like Giants Washington. Who the hell knows who's going <laughs> to yeah, even play? Who's going to show up? Who's going to care? Rough. Right. So I mean, we could seriously all be on like basically, you know, flipping coins. And this this pick'em thing could really go down to the wire. Yeah, and I mean, it could be a stupid upset because certain players are resting, and, you know, I mean, the Lions might beat the Packers next week because the Packers don't have to play for anything. I mean, it, it's just, you know, that's... that's but right now, going into the Monday night game, you know, you got you, Brian Teagle, and Mike Burek out in Long Island. Uh, yeah, for this all, week. All tied at the top. And we, and we got Brown Steelers tonight. Um, I originally picked the Browns because I figured they'd have something to play for, but the Bengals decided to win the division, so... Now I kind of think the Pittsburgh's going to win, but I'm not changing my pick. I'll just stick with the Browns. So we'll see after, you know, obviously this will be posted after, but we'll see tonight how that yep. works out. Uh, but we also had the college football playoff semifinal games, which we'll spend Oof. some time on, but we ain't got to spend a lot of time because it was pretty one-sided in both games, and we are going to see an Alabama-Georgia rematch. Yuck. You know, Damn you, man. Michigan. Damn Damn you. College football at its finest, you know, seeing Alabama in another championship. So, I mean, the scary part is, is when the Rose Bowl is the most entertaining game mm-hmm. on the weekend. It was, a, it was a great game. Great game. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, two teams that really gave everything they had and put up points and, and just, I mean, the wide receiver for Ohio State, uh, yeah. Jimba Smith, had yeah. a game for the ages. Ages. I mean, it was it was ages. great. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about some of the New Year's uh, six bowls because there was two or three good ones, and then we'll obviously – Recap the uh, two semifinal games, and then we will get into Week 17 and recap uh, the NFL from Week and, 17. And before we before you jump and hit the button, 
we did start off the new year right. We went to the New York Rangers Tampa Bay Lightning game in Tampa Bay. We drove two hours to go see the Rangers play, and they gave us a hell of a game. Yeah, it was it was a winning, great game. Winning I in mean, a shootout. Shootout win. Uh, it's always good to go to a hockey game. I mean, hockey live is is just the best you know environment to be around. So awesome there. That was a good way to start the the new year. Uh, and then it but, all went to shit. Yeah, it did. Uh, but we'll start the new year with this podcast, the first one of 2022. So let's get into it. Let's run it. Let's start with the first semifinal game, Cincinnati versus Alabama. Alabama getting the 27-6 uh, dominating win here. Uh, we we kind of, you know, we, we, we definitely hit the dot, I think, on this game, except for one minor detail, and that was we thought it'd be a little bit closer. But I think mm-hmm. the score, it is a 21-point win, but this was sort of like, like a close game. Like Cincinnati had multiple chances to go down and and make it, you know, a one possession game. They just never did because Alabama's defense was pretty, you know, it, remarkable and and played their best all, football. It all rode on third down and fourth down efficiency. Yep. Right? Cincinnati was 2 for 12 on third downs and 0 for 3 on fourth downs and that was they every time they had something going, they stalled. They either, you know, had to go for a field goal or they, you know, uh which we'll call went, went for it on fourth down and didn't get it a couple times. And, and that's why it wasn't close. Yep. And because it could have been close if they could have made one or two or three good plays. Yeah. And the biggest reason was what I said before the game. And I said, look, Cincinnati's very good, but you're talking about an Alabama offensive, offensive line that has been playing great. And their offensive line against the weakest point on Cincinnati's defense, which has been really good, but their weakest point has been their defensive line. That that scheme that that Cincinnati runs the the three three kind of defense, yep. it, it 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 works against American teams and the American teams that don't have you know offensive linemen that that go to Alabama who and these blow, big kids blow you off the ball. right. So when you play a three three and you know they're talking about how it doesn't look great against the run, but it it is yeah. But you're playing Alabama against you know Brian Robinson, who's a great running back. And what happens? He rushes for 200 yards. That that was inevitable. Off the first drive, when I saw them playing that defense, I said, yes, it, it's worked this season against the American Conference. When you play against Alabama and the best of the best, you think Nick Saban isn't going to expose a, a defense that is very vulnerable to the run? I mean, he, he did it on the first drive, and he did it the entire game, and they ran for 200 yards. Uh, and the game was just, you know, Alabama took control, and the game was over it, really yeah, quick. Mean- you saw it, it, the the first drive really that that game was you know when when they went down the field scored an easy touchdown and Cincinnati looked like they were driving down the field and they got into the end uh, in, in, into the red zone and they stalled. You just knew that that was the difference between you know the two teams in this game and and Alabama was just dominant. Well, when they started with ten straight runs and every one of them was going for like six yards, five yards, seven yards, nine yards, it was like oh crap, this is not good. You know, and what we say, we said that between 
Bryant and Sauce Gardner that Cincinnati yeah. had great NFL caliber and, corners. And, and guess and what? what did Bryce Young throw for? 181. Yeah, 181. And Jamison Williams, who has been the was best wide down. receiver in the country, went 7 for 62. If you would have yeah. told me that and, you know, them them not having a wide receiver over 70 yards and, and Bryce Young not throwing for 200, I mean, that that is, that is a good defensive performance. And I think that if, you know... Their defense did enough for them to compete in this game. It was just on the other side that Ritter yes. wasn't w- couldn't complete a pass. They had no real, you know, running fluidity with 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 Ford, and 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 they just and they couldn't, couldn't get the ball. To, they couldn't get the ball to Pierce. Yeah, I I really think that that this game was decided at the at the line of scrimmage, and it was just too much to overcome uh, with with how you know athletic and and the size of Alabama's offensive line and how well they played. So that was the first blood of the night. There was another one with Georgia, Michigan. Now, this one, uh, you 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 rode the Michigan bandwagon. I didn't think I, I thought this was an awful matchup for them. Uh, look, the the reason Alabama took down Georgia in the in the SEC championship, and why spoiler alert, I believe that they will take them down again, is because Georgia does a great job on defense of stopping the run. Michigan comes in with with Hassan Haskins and and Caden McNamara, who McNamara has been a fine quarterback when they have a running back who, you know, averages like 150 yards a game and was one of the best in the entire, you know, country this year. When he goes nine rushes for 39 yards against a Georgia defense that is the best in stopping the run, and you have to put the game in McNamara's hands, that didn't go so well for Michigan. Two interceptions, uh, threw for barely 100 yards. I mean, the backup came in in garbage time and ended up throwing for more yards than he did in the entire game. <laughs> Uh, they don't have the wide receiver talent anywhere close to what Alabama has. And, and you know, they, they, they did not have that great of a defense outside of their defensive line to if they if they couldn't get pressure on Bennett, which he was not sacked once in the game. I mean, he, he's a he's a good enough quarterback that when he is given a soft enough defense no pressure in his face that he's going to throw for 300 yards and three touchdowns like he did and get it to Bowers and Cook had a great game receiving as well. This was just too many, you know, when you looked at all the the, the inner, you know, in-game matchups at the positions, Georgia just had too many of those one, you know, at the at, at, on on paper that I think it was too much for Michigan. No, no doubt. I listen, I'm I'm coming here with my tail between my legs. Okay, because Stenson Bennett showed up. Yeah, and, and he's and, and he's a, and I, he, I I thought he was garbage, and he showed me that he could play at this level. And he is he is the definition of of if he's given the cleanest of pockets, if he's giving yeah. given enough time with some of the weapons that Georgia has against a defense that isn't you know uh, isn't Alabama or isn't a secondary like Cincinnati, he's yeah. gonna. You know, complete passes. He's accurate. He's a little athletic. Like he's not a, a an amazing next level quarterback, but in college, he's gonna do what he has to do against you know the situation oh, that's yeah. given. Absolutely, and you were right, man. Like the defense on Georgia, Nicobe Dean is an animal. He's an, an a beast, an animal. Jordan Davis was just clogging up the yeah, middle. Can't so, can't know, run in the middle. Can't run on it. And then you had Darian Kendrick, who I didn't even know who he was before this game, intercepting every other play. So, like, I, I just the team is loaded on that side of the ball, 
And I always laugh at, you know, Georgia not having an offense, you know. But, I mean, Bennett threw 310 and three, you know, and three touchdowns, you know. And like you said, Cook had, you know, 99 yards catching the ball out of the backfield. So th- th- this was a really impressive win from a Georgia yep. team that I didn't think was going to win this game. I really didn't. So yeah, I mean, here we are again, yeah. Alabama, Georgia. Right. Uh, I wanted something different. Yeah, I mean, they all want something different, but. This is what happens, you know, two best teams this year in college football. They're going to play again. Uh, We'll we'll preview it on uh, fully on Friday, but I first thoughts, I just go back to to when when a team has been one dimensional, Georgia dominates, you know, when when they have to establish the run, it's just impossible against that good of a defensive front. But Alabama has can do it both ways. They already did it once this season. You know, it surprised me that they were underdogs in, in, when the line first came out. They're two-point underdogs. Are they still two-point underdogs? They're three-point underdogs now as the it's line crazy. sits a week away. I got I got to sit it's with that one for a couple of days because that yeah, one doesn't yeah, make any sense. We'll, we'll sit with it a little. But, you know, the way Alabama played in the first one, that was, you know, that was they they they, they found a way to, to really expose that defense. So we'll see if they can yeah. do it again. But we'll yeah. talk about that later in the week here. But let's get to... The NFL in Week 17, and it was a big one. Uh, teams clinching uh, their playoff spots. Teams wrapping up divisions. Uh, teams losing games they shouldn't have. Yeah, we'll get to that. All right, let's teams start with winning games on the last play of the games they shouldn't have won. Yeah, that is also true. Uh, yeah. But we'll start with with the one o'clock games on Sunday. Falcons Bills. Falcons kept it close for a little, trying to keep their playoff hopes alive, but it faded out in the second half. Uh, shut out in the second half, and. They lose to the Bills, uh, 29-15. Allen was okay in this one, but what did they do that they have not done in two seasons now? They and ran they the ball. on week 17 to run the ball? I mean, what? Uh, okay. If, if it took, you know, 30 games over the last two, seasons, last two seasons to run the ball with Devin Singletary, I guess that's good news. Singletary, 110 yards and two touchdowns. Forty-four in a while. rush attempts for the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, forty-four. I'm not sure they've had forty-four in the last five games combined. No, there's. I gotta look there's back, no man. way. I mean, it just no. They I mean, they had they had completely abandoned it. It was all Allen doing everything himself. And well, what is amazing, man? Allen was terrible throwing the ball. Yeah, I he, mean, it was the reason two percent, three interceptions, no touchdowns. The reason Allen, the reason that the Atlanta led at halftime and was in the game was because of Allen's interceptions, and there was pretty, you know, some costly passes there. But the way that they ran with Singletary, and when adversity, you know, kind of struck, and they in the in the red zone a couple times, in the red zone a couple times, Allen took care of things, and he rushed for two touchdowns of his own. So it was a. A good and win do, for the Bills. Do, do, do you find it to be the quietest thousand-yard season that you've ever seen in one Kyle Pitts? So we were talking about this earlier the other day. It, it really is fascinating because Kyle Pitts, it, this is a perfect example of this game. He goes two for 70. Like, like that's what he's done this year. He has two, two games 70. where he went, three games where he went over 100. He had the big breakout game versus the Jets in London. Uh, he, you know, he was good against uh, Detroit. He was also good against Miami that one game. And other than that, he's been stuck 60 yards, six for 60, seven for 60, seven for 77. Like 
that that's just what he does does. And when you have an 18 game season and you know you're getting 60 yards a game, you eventually yeah, get but, to a thousand. But he did. He what you call it? He did uh, the thousand in the regular 16 game. Yeah. So he had a thousand. Uh, he's the last. You know, the only tight end that's had a thousand the last 50 years. So since since Mike Dicka did oh, it years ago. Uh, you know, a century ago. You must so, have looked that up. There's no way you knew that off the top of your head. I, I didn't. I, I had to look it up. Looked it up a couple okay. days ago. But <laughs> Pitts, uh, you know, he's been, he, he showed signs, you know, he obviously was not a bust. He's an incredibly, you know, gifted yeah, player. He's a, gifted and he's, he's a good player. You know, will the Falcons look back on this and say, you know, other players such as Micah Parsons and Panay Sewell were on the board? Ah, they might look back on that and say there they may might. have been better options. But, uh, Bills eliminate the Falcons. They are done. And bye bye Atlanta. Are going to look to lock up the AFC East next week. Uh, all they got to do is beat the Jets. So yeah, that, should, that, that looks pretty promising. Great. All right, uh, Giants, uh, Giants, uh, Bears. This was. Uh, it just keeps getting uglier to watch Giants games. Oh. Uh, when, Hold on, when I, you I, have I, when you have Andy Dalton, if you really watched that game yesterday, that that Bears game, like. Andy Dalton was no better than Mike Glennon was. And that's mm-hmm. saying something since Mike Glennon threw for 24 yards and two touchdowns. And the Giants actually ended the game with negative passing yards. They finished the game with negative 10 passing yards. Yeah, he didn't have two touchdowns. He had two interceptions. Me? No, I, did I say touchdowns? Yeah, I meant yeah, the two interceptions. 24 Sorry. yards yeah, and yeah, two yeah, touchdowns. He did not have two touchdowns. Two interceptions. Me... And you and everyone listening to this podcast had more passing yards than the Giants did on Sunday. There, there's, I'm sorry. There is no doubt in my mind I could have went in there and thrown for more than 24 yards. Yeah, I, I don't know what Mike Glennon. He, he now officially has the lowest winning percentage of a star, of a starting quarterback. You know, minimum of 25 starts in the history of the NFL. What is he doing in the NFL? I have no idea. What are they doing? Not at least giving Fromm some games to to get some right. reps or or get another young quarterback in there. Uh, it's it's awful to watch right now. The only thing going for them is Saquon Barkley finally had a hundred yard rushing game since his, for the first time since he did it the last last year against the Bears where he tore his ACL. So do you know it's the first game he's had over sixty four yards rushing this year? This year is that insane? So I guess that's good for them. Uh, but the Bears. Hold on, I got a I got a way better stat for you, way mm-hmm. better. And thank you to statistician Brian Teagle because this one is gold. Kenny Galladay, who had zero receptions yesterday yeah. for the season, and still doesn't have a touchdown. Hold on, yes, no touchdowns for the season. He has played thirteen games. He has thirty four receptions. <laughs> he was paid eighteen million dollars. Yep. Do the math. Do you know what that means? That's five hundred thousand dollars per reception <laughs> for, for every catch that he has. Every catch he makes, he makes half a million dollars. I mean, it it, it just is. It's it's mind boggling. I mean, Joe Joe Judge was. I think it's clear now. Not the hire that this team needs. Uh, Garrett was this the biggest. Was a huge mistake. Talent. They, they just they lack talent. They, they lack talent. They talent. lack creativity. They talent. have okay pieces. Talent. I think they need a wipe clean. It starts with Gettleman getting out of there. It starts with a new coach, a new staff, a new quarterback. Uh, it, it starts with a lot of that. It just needs to be a, you know, 
a, a kind of a reset in that organization. But oh, Montgomery, two touchdowns. Mooney has a touchdown. And the Bears. And we've given uh, this game way too much attention. Yeah. All right. Uh, Chiefs Bengals was Good a game. highlight of the weekend, a really classic game. Uh, Bengals win and they lock up the AFC North. This was point blank. The Bengals, they just outplayed the Chiefs. Burrow outplayed Mahomes. Uh, you know, Chase outplayed, Chase, everybody. Chase outplayed Hill and Kelsey going for 11, 266 and three touchdowns. I mean, a monster game for Jamar Chase. Uh, th- this was, th- they they did their, I think they watched a lot of film this weekend. Th- this was a game where it was, let's take advantage of some inexperienced corners on the Chiefs. Let's take advantage of Jamar Chase being a big target, T. Higgins being a huge target, Boyd being a huge target. And let's Just throw some up. balls up to our guys and have them make a play. Jamar Chase, excellent doing that. T. Higgins had a couple great catches doing that. Even Boyd had a touchdown that was really nice doing that. Th- this was just excellent on the fact that they needed something to spark a comeback. When the Chiefs were up, what, 21 do to 10 there for yeah. a little bit? Yeah, uh, twenty. Yeah, 21-7. They needed something to spark a comeback because the Chiefs were doing everything they could running the ball with Williams. He looked like a you know a really good uh, fill-in for for Clyde Edwards Hilaire there for a minute. What did they do? They, they they just were they needed a spark. They needed some big plays, and they used their talented wide receivers and their you know and just threw the ball up and it got well, them look, back look in the at, game and they won. Look the at game. Jamar Chase's numbers, right? If you take his three touchdown catches. Right, that went for a hundred and like sixty yards, yeah, one hundred and fifty something yards. He still went eight for over a hundred yards just in the normal course of the game without the long bombs. Like he was everywhere. Yeah, it was. And, it, and Burrow we, goes four hundred yards again, back to back games. Did we, did, did we not say last week that Jamar Chase lost out on the offensive rookie of the year? Like he was completely out of the picture, right? Ooh, I wonder if he threw himself back in the in the running. Right, and not only did he throw himself back in the running, but Waddle took the week off, and the Dolphins are done. Yep. So that kind of takes his storyline out of it. And Mac Jones was really out of it, and now they blew up Jacksonville and had a good game. So they're that right now to me they're probably neck and neck, and it comes down to week eighteen. You know they both mm-hmm. don't have much to play for, and we'll see. You know maybe who puts up the better. Uh, and, and congratulations, Joe Burrow! You just wrapped up comeback player of the year. Right. That, that I was going to say that next. Burrow definitely wraps it up. Dak yes. with his poor play oh, recently. If Dak's mentioned in anything other than horse manure right now, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to hear about it. I agree. Uh, and, the, and the fact that Burrow just completely outplays Mahomes in the second half, throwing two, you know, two straight weeks now. It's time that we start talking to, you know, about Burrow as, as, as a top 10 you know, quarterback uh, sure. uh, this year. I mean, he is he Did is you like my reverse psychology, though, on this game? That I picked Kansas City because I wanted Cincinnati to win. You did. And guess what happened? You got your Bengals win. They did. And they wrap up the AFC North. Bengals. So big uh, Bengals big in win the Super Bowl, there. baby. Uh, th- th- does this, uh, this finally uh, confirm your, your Bengals AFC North prediction uh, this year that you so, had in the beginning of the season? Uh, uh, little man, uh, I need some kudos. Because as much as I've gotten wrong this year, as much mm-hmm. as I've blown up fantasy football, as much as my DraftKings has been, uh, right, as much as I have not had the year that I typically have, yep. I got all eight division winners this year. 
it's eight it's out of solid. eight. Solid. I mean, that's solid. Solid. I mean, that's can't get much better than that. So stick to division winners rather than the weekly uh, game. I guess winners. so. I guess so. Focus on that. Uh, how about the Dolphins Titans, which doesn't mean much talking about it because the Dolphins basically did they all of this the last in. seven weeks for nothing since they came out and they got blanked. I mean, the Titans defense has is definitely for real, and I think they've done they've done more good this season than bad. Uh, they they really you know shut down everything Tua was trying to do underneath to you know Waddle and and Gusecki and all those guys, so they couldn't really do anything. To get Man, first down and put, all over and put drives together, and they ran really good. Like this, this, this is starting to become like a, you know, uh, a Cleveland Browns type team yeah. where put anyone in that backfield and they're going to have success running because of the, the scheme that this you know offense runs. So we knew that they'd shut down the pass. That's what the Dolphins have done really well this year. Uh, you know, in terms of the uh, in terms of their pass defense, Brown two for forty one, nothing there. Uh, they just kept this on the ground, ran the ball, caused turnovers, and it was a blowout, 34-3. Yeah. Derek Titans, Henry Jr., baby. Titans control their own destiny. Uh, if they can if they can beat uh, uh, Jacksonville there on the last week, they will win or they will get the first seed and a bye on which, the AFC there. only helps Derrick Henry coming back. Right. Gives them another week, and that would definitely be big for the Titans. And now, all of a sudden, a team that just was looking like a pretender – is now you know probably going to get their best player back after a buy and looks welcome good. to the craziest NFL season ever. Yeah. Uh, next one, my upset call of the week: Raiders Colts. Uh, Raiders get the job done, twenty three twenty on a last second field goal. This was a great game to watch. This was back and yep. forth. Uh, this was you know I, I didn't think you know they I didn't think either team played really well. I think both were struggling a little. Uh, it took a while. It took a while for the Colts to finally get Taylor going. He ended up with a hundred yards and a touchdown. That's usually an automatic for him. Uh, Wentz, it didn't Wentz, feel like it didn't feel like he was. He, he wasn't as impactful. There wasn't any yeah. big runs. There wasn't a breakaway one. Right. They kept him momentum switches. Yeah, a Raiders a Raiders run defense that's been you know not that great this year kept him you know under control and and did enough to uh, to really keep their offense from from just riding him the entire game. And Wentz, once again, was bad. It was poor. And, and got so lucky on that T.Y. Hilton. Right. The only touchdown pass, which was, what, 50 yards? So take the 50 45. yards and a touchdown, uh, 45 yeah. yards and a touchdown away. He ends up with, you know, under 60% completion and 100 yards and didn't score. So yeah. he was bad. Again, little passes, you know, that, that you know, third down, took a lot of sacks. It, it was just not pretty from Wentz once again. Uh, Carr, on the other hand, had two the two interceptions, but played better than than Wentz did. Uh, Jacobs was running the ball hard, then he got hurt, so that kind of that and and he has just been passing to Renfro and Zay Jones, which I don't know how Zay Jones has got involved with this offense, but he has. He goes over a hundred yards. Uh, Renfro he looks gets, like a good wide receiver. Like I, I mean, I don't really remember him that much at Buffalo. I, mean, I remember him being on Buffalo, but I don't remember him doing anything. And, and I was watching this game a little bit because it was important for my underdog. Yeah, and because uh, I double locked the the Raiders, even though I picked Indy in our pool, which doesn't make any sense. Um, <laughs> I but told the, you this uh, was coming. No, and I was AJ. I was all over the Raiders. All I week, know you were. You know? And, and then all of a sudden, for some reason, I heard that Wentz and, and Nelson and everybody else was playing, and I changed my pick on our site. But I had Vegas on everything else that I did. I'm like, it was so stupid. Like I'm, I'm I think I'm losing my mind. But uh, maybe. 
you know, but Zay Jones looks like a prototypical wide receiver. Like he, mm-hmm. he's got good size, he's got good length, he has got great hands. You know, he's six foot two, two hundred pounds. Like he's got, he's a decent looking wide receiver. Like I think they might have found like a a, a gem. Yeah, and this team, I, I I made a mistake. The Titans play Houston next week. The Colts yes. take on Jacksonville, and if they win, they'll be in the the playoffs. So. This team's going to get in the playoffs. They're going to beat Jacksonville. Uh, the Raiders have their own duel with the Chargers on Sunday night next week, which is a win or get in for both teams. That'll be the last spot in the playoffs, so that'll be big. But this Colts team's going to make the playoffs. They're going to win and get in. This team, I'll say right now, I will, in, in honor of the Cowboys, which we'll talk about that game in a second, in honor of them losing and in honor of them not getting to 13 wins, you might remember a little bet I made with myself, I guess, in the beginning of the season, I said if the Cowboys win 13 games, I would run around my neighborhood naked. Because I, I predicted that we were going to win. 13 yeah, you games. thought we were going to win, th- and now we can't because of our collapse of and of this. God week. knows we should have. Yeah. So I'll not be doing that, and I will re-put that running around the neighborhood naked bet mm-hmm. on the Indianapolis Colts have a zero percent chance, and I'm talking zero point zero zero percent to win a Super Bowl. This oh. team, this is, year, it, it just has no win a chance. Game. I I don't know. I have to see who they well, play. I mean, they, they well, can guess, win a playoff I guess, game. I guess, you can, I guess, unlike Antonio Brown, you will be keeping your clothes on as well. Yeah, th- this this team makes me mad because it has a really it has an okay defense and an extremely talented running back. And you hate the wide, you hate I, the quarterback. I hate the quarterback, and I I just don't see it's this okay. team going it's anywhere. Okay, but, buddy. You need a hug? You good? <laughs> no. But the Raiders get my upset pick of the week, and that's a couple weeks in a row I've been on with the upsets, so I like that a lot there. Well, then good. You picked my upsets for the last week then. All right. Uh, Patriots-Jaguars, 50-10. to 10. That oh, one we can uh, game. get over Seriously, quick. Honestly, I, I mean, look, I know it's his first year. I know his team is terrible. But Trevor Lawrence, to me, has been the number one disappointment out of this draft. Yeah, he definitely Number has. He, he's not doing anything to show, you know, any any glimmer of hope. He's really just turning the ball over with some bad passes. He has do, a good ball remember, every now and then, but he is throwing to Laquan Treadwell and LaVisca Chenault so, and Tavon yeah, Austin, it. so it's not great it. there. But, but, but here's my problem, okay? Do you remember during the, the draft and the evaluation, every pundit, every – sports analysts, every ESPN analyst, Todd McShay, you know, you name it, all said that they have not seen this like absolute star ready for the NFL who's prepared and ready to dominate well, like I'm, Lawrence I'm, since I mean, Andrew we, Luck. We all thought that. Who didn't think he was the next no, biggest star? And, I mean. and, and again, I'm not saying I didn't. I, I agree with all of you. I, that's why he's my biggest disappointment. Sure, is he has shown a, a, either regression or a lack of the ability to be a top quarterback, even on a team that might be a little devoid of talent. Look, I I want to see him with a coach, uh, uh, an actual coach that he wants to play for, and some new talent around him. With his, you know, hopefully next year he gets his buddy Etn back. Like, I want to see him with talent and a new coach, and we can judge then. But he hasn't showed anything this year that shows any hope in the future, which is not good, even though we still have hope for him. So it'll I be mean, a long offseason. If they redid the draft the right now, would Micah Parsons be the number one pick? 
Uh, or would Lawrence still be the number one? Pick? That's tough. Hmm. I mean, based on this you, year, you would think Parsons, but you, you don't think Jackson I mean, would like to have uh, Minshew back as their starting quarterback. That that's a conversation for another time. I don't know where I'd okay. go with that, yeah. but just they did lose by forty. They did lose by forty to the Patriots. Uh, Bucks Jets. This one was God one that damn it, Tom Brady. This one didn't seem like it'd ever be close, let alone the Jets having it in the bag. With in the bag. Wilson playing good, getting Braxton Berrios involved, who yep. was a guy I liked this week that I said in DraftKings, and he definitely you know, went off for two touchdowns and uh, eight for 65 on the ground and a rushing touchdown. So that one was nice. They were throwing the ball great. They were running it good with freaking Austin, or Michael Carter until he got hurt, and then Austin Walter. They were up two touchdowns, and then all of a sudden, Brady comes back, and he's throwing all over the place. Uh, and you know, we could talk. I'm sure you've seen everyone's seen the Antonio Brown fiasco. Rips his clothes off. He leaves, and after that, it was like Brady just got mad and was like, "Cyril Grayson, where are you? Who who the heck is Cyril Grayson? Uh, you know, Tyler Johnson, where are you?" Gronk, you're finally getting involved. Seven for 115, and they came all the way back. All they had to do was stop the Jets on fourth and two to get the ball back. And when you give the ball back to Brady with two minutes, it's over. Okay. I got, and I got, I got, what I got, hold do on. the Before Jets you... do on fourth and two, up four points? What do they do? How, how did he not kick a field goal? I'm sorry. Uh, how does he not kick a field goal? Like, I, I have so many issues with this game. The Jets were up 24 to 10 with 33 seconds left in the third quarter. When Tom Brady on fourth and four finds Cameron Brate for a touchdown, which already you're like, oh my God, man, I can't believe it. Right. Yep. Then we get into the fourth quarter and it's, you know, they kicked the field goal, which I didn't understand why they, they kicked the field goal, but they kicked the field goal, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and it's 24 20. And the Jets go all the way down the field. And literally, with like, like you said, two minutes left, they go, they can't get it in. And on fourth down and two from like the four yard line, like, why would you not kick the field goal <laughs> up by seven, I, make I Tom go down the field to get a touchdown just to tie? No, instead, all that they're going to need is what you'll call it, is to get the ball back and go score a touchdown to win. And, of course, like we've seen when the Cowboys did it, when everybody else does it, you give Tom Brady one minute in the ball, and he'll go down the field, and he'll throw it to, like, you know, my aunt to, to, to win the game. I mean, this was so, one of the classic, you know, we're, we're not trying to win this game, we want to tank kind of moments, because not only did they go for it on fourth and two, but on a fourth and long two, they run a quarterback sneak with Zach Wilson, who... One, that's not the guy, that's not the quarterback you run a quarterback sneak with. And who runs a quarterback sneak on fourth and two? You run a quarterback sneak on fourth and inches when you barely have to get a yard. And on fourth and two, he like he takes the 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 snap the sack or the, the snap and then he like rolls over on his it was so ugly. It was it was like I wanna lose this game and Brady comes back and they win the game. And the Buccaneers Stay alive for, you know, moving up in the uh, seating in the NFC there. So. so so that was the first knock on Sunday where I was like, oh, my God, if the Jets beat Tampa, yeah. we have the two seed locked up. We'll have the two seed locked up. <laughs> and then the Rams were losing to the Ravens. Rams. And I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to lose, too. We have the two seed locked up. And, you know, we'll get to the Rams game. But, I mean, this is just the, the epitome of, of why we are 
just brutal. Like, yeah. like, like why our lives are so brutal. And, and the Rams, you know, they obviously got the win 20 to 19. Uh, the Ravens, they, they, re- this one stings because the Ravens were outplaying them. Uh, Stafford just, Stafford honestly was not great this game either. Like he wasn't great last game. Had two interceptions. Two interceptions had one the fumble, worst pick like- six. I mean, when Stafford has been backed up in his own end zone this year, he has made some bad mistakes. He's not looked good. And Huntley was playing fine. They were scheming good, running the ball fine. Got Andrews involved. And and it came down to one final stop on multiple fourth downs, and they couldn't stop him. I mean, they they got the uh, the fourth down with Odell with a nice catch, and they finally punched oh. it in with the Sony Michelle uh, score there and won the game. So, you know, and that was on fourth and five, and, and I'm like, come on, just make one play, and this game is over. And yep. then they win the game, and I'm like, okay, now we just watch Tampa Bay win when they shouldn't have. The Rams win when they shouldn't have, and I, that's when I started feeling very, very ill, and, and I was getting very worried about the Cowboys. Yeah, that that was just two kind of heartbreakers there for for you know fans of teams in the NFC trying to move up in the standings there. And another one in the NFC was the Eagles. You know that hurt us is the Eagles clinching the playoffs with a twenty to sixteen win over the football team. Look, this one was ugly as well. I mean, nothing about the, this this game was good. Hurts was. Eh, they couldn't really do anything in the red zone. Got stopped a couple times there. Boston Scott was was running good. He had the two touchdowns. He got uh, was obviously he throwing flew through the air. But I mean, this Washington team again like, it's was it's just awful. They were running with you know Patterson, who has mm-hmm. been okay to watch, but nothing there. Uh, and you know the Eagles, they beat it. They they beat Washington, and they uh, they get in the playoffs. So a team that I once called the worst in the league, and I expected them with the first pick. Will somehow make the playoffs, and uh, you said they wouldn't get four wins. They could yeah. possibly get ten. It's, it's unbelievable. It's, it is. It, like you got to give credit to them. They 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 yeah. have a they have a nice team around them. They have you know Hertz has done enough this year to put them in the playoffs, and they've beat up on bad teams. And that's what you got to do, you know. And yep. and they uh, and they did their job, and they definitely uh, deserve a at least a playoff game. I don't know if they could do much. Depends on who they they play in the first round, but we'll talk about that in uh, in a week when we see those matchups finally. Uh, the four o'clock games were also big too. You had Broncos Chargers, both teams trying to stay alive uh, for the playoffs in this one, and this was a good this was a good bounce back game for the Chargers. Needed needed one after Houston, you know uh, that Houston debacle, and that was just that was awful, you know, to watch the the Texans lay forty something points on them. Herbert comes back. He played very good. 237. Eckler had the quick touchdown. Then he threw a, a strike to, to uh, Mike Williams. Mike that was Williams, a really nice yeah. pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, th- this this Broncos team didn't have a shot to win this game, I believed, in the to begin with. Then they ruled all their wide receivers out with, with COVID. And Drew Locke was still starting at quarterback. And that just that all is you not need a recipe for success there. No, uh, we, we said the Chargers were going to roll in this game, and they did. Yeah. and the, the only bright spot for the Broncos this year has really been Noah Fant. I think Noah Fant has had a, has had a good year. He had 7 for 92 this, uh, and a touchdown this year. Uh, he's going to go over 700 yards uh, like he did last year. Look, no, Noah Fant is, is definitely a guy who – who has just been consistent over his first uh, three years in the league. Uh, you know, obviously in, be, in, 
AJ, he would be a absolute stud if he had a quarterback. Right. I mean, he's a classic. He's the classic Iowa uh, uh, tight end build. Him and Hawkinson were obviously on that team together, which is insane to think yeah. about. You know, look how good Hawkinson has become. This yeah. guy is definitely uh, showed that he's one of the better tight ends. Like, like this team has weapons. They have a good defense. They're going to miss the playoffs. They, they uh, with this loss, they're eliminated. Mm-hmm. This team needs a quarterback. They, they got to oh, do whatever they can. To, in my opinion, this team is ready and, and needs a quarterback that's in the NFL. I don't think they should draft one. I, I don't think this is the young quarterback take another risk because they have not hit in a long time. This so, is go after Rodgers, go after Russell Wilson, go after yeah. Garoppolo. Go Wilson after a quarterback. would Wilson would be great on that team. I oh, think so. Yeah. I, I I think you give Wilson an offensive line and weapons and a, and a nice defense, and he could do some damage with the Broncos. And in but, the altitude, he probably could throw it eighty yards. Yeah, they, they they need to do something there and, and address that. But we'll see what they do there. Forty uh, Niners, kind of you know, uh, not not really cemented, fest, but they uh, they definitely kept their hopes alive for the playoffs. And, you know, their scenario kind of depends on the Saints next week. Uh, but both of them have have some interesting games there. Uh, Lance was fine, had 250 and two touchdowns. Uh, he didn't have to do a whole lot since Elijah Mitchell was back, and that's huge, 120 yards on the ground. Uh, and, and and they, you know, their defense really stepped up. Mills had an, you know, looked back to when he started the season and everyone was, you know, looking at him like, well, who is this guy? Threw an interception there. They obviously couldn't replicate what they did last week with Burkhead having 150 yards rushing. So uh, th- th- this was just, you know, the Texans realizing, yeah, that last week win was good and we, we played really good. Uh, we still want, you know, a top uh, five, top seven pick there. So 49ers did what they had to do. They ran the football good. And it will come down to their game next week against uh, against against the Rams there. So uh, they will. They, they both need, teams need desperately. Right. Both teams need the win. Uh, they can also get in with a Saints loss. But the Saints play the, the Falcons. So the Saints which is the next game didn't get around to this was the one game we just didn't watch a lot of uh mm-hmm. they you know uh 18 to 10 a lot of field goals Taysom Hill versus Sam Darnold I, I didn't care much but yep. the Saints get the win and they now need you know if they beat Atlanta and the Rams beat the 49ers they're going to sneak in there uh in the playoffs somehow and that's, you know, that that is big for a 49ers team. They're going to look back on that Tennessee game, and it's, that is going to be one that that just stings. I mean, that that, that one could have locked – you could have locked up your playoff spot this week with the easy win over the Texans, but that one's going to sting if they can't get it done next week. Isn't it uh, amazing, sure. though, that it took until like halfway through the fourth quarter mm-hmm. for the offense of the Saints to score a touchdown when Hill threw it to Kamara? Yep. and. That was like the first touchdown in like three games, and they've won two of them. Yeah, like, it is. Uh, the one thing about the Saints is their defense is. Excellent. It has shown up. I mean, they it they definitely are definitely shown up. They've held opponents to you know under. Uh, besides, you know the Dolphins game, but that wasn't really their fault. They had Ian Book starting. You know they they held they shut out Tampa. They held Carolina to ten points. Right, it, and I know a, you don't want to talk about the playoffs team. yet, but but it it, it it's. It's very much looking like it could be another Tampa Bay Saints matchup. Yeah, and that is and that's that something is not, that all the that's not what Tampa Bay wants to see. That's what all the Bucks fans are looking at, and they are kind of shitting their Shaking pants right now boots. because they yeah. don't want to see the Saints right now. 
All right, let's let's wrap this up quick, and then we'll talk obviously about the Cowboy game and and kind of speak on that. You had Lions Seahawks Seahawks fifty bomb on the Lions. Uh, Tim Boyle will n- probably never play in the NFL again. He's pretty awful. The only bright spot is how Amon St. Brown continues this last month of his rookie season, eight for one eleven in a touchdown. He's a a stud he also for ran sure. For Twenty three in a touchdown. And then on the on the Seahawks side. Congrats for Metcalf for in a meaningless game finally showing you know something this season because he has been just a non-factor. Three touchdowns for him, uh, and and on really sixty-three yards on sixty-three yards. Right. <laughs> the bright spot for the Seattle team is you know my boy it is is Rashad Penny because this is big. Rashad Penny is was incredible in college. Yep. You know was a a high pick for a reason, a first round pick just three years ago. This guy was, is supposed to be a top running back in this league. He just hasn't played. I mean, he has, he hasn't played. He's been, you know, hurt a lot due to injury, played played three games last year. Only has played nine this year. And on the last, you know, three, three of the last five weeks, he's had over 140 yards. He had 170 and two touchdowns this year or this week. So this is, this is big stuff from the Seahawks. You're probably not going to see Russell Wilson back on this team next year. You are you're going to have a new quarterback, and if the new whoever is the new quarterback has a healthy Rashad Penny, that is a big sign, and that's a good sign for the Seahawks going forward. Well, two things. One, look, I told you this a couple of weeks ago. Rashad Penny mm-hmm. had the fifth most yards in college in a season with 2,248 when he played for San Diego State back in 2000, I think it was like 17, right? This is the fifth best running back in college history. The only people better than him were Barry Sanders, Melvin Gordon, Kevin Smith, and Marcus Allen, two Hall of Famers and two solid pros. Yeah, I mean, he was, was an. this guy was, again, in college, great. In in the pros, when we've seen him, he's been great. So this is this is very promising for him if he could stay yeah. healthy on a team that is and, has a good run scheme. And the second thing is, does this mean the end for Chris Carson in Seattle? Also, that that probably means the end for that as well. Right. Uh, I mean, you know, there's no need for him now, so they'll have to deal with that. A lot of changes coming from Seattle in oh, the yeah. offseason for sure. Uh, but but we will see. And there. then there was the, the the last game of the night before we talk about the Cowboy game, Look, the Sunday the, night game. This was mm. this the dumbest game I've ever watched. Uh, Aaron Rodgers to Devontae Adams is officially unguardable. Like, th- this team is so set for this Super Bowl mm. that if they if they don't get there, it is it, it just it, it will bring three straight years and now a fourth of complete disappointment for wasting one of the best duos you've ever seen play football. I mean, this is, this will be ridiculous. So I don't even care to talk about the Packers. You know what they've been doing. They've been excellent. Uh, How is Sean Mannion starting an NFL game? (laughs) Honestly, one of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen with my eyes. Like Mike Glennon type bad. It it was really bad. He scrambled for a run in this game. He might have been the slowest human being I've ever seen run a ball or, or just run in general. I mean, what what is this guy doing? Why is Kellen Mond not playing? Uh, Number one. Number what? two is why why in a game where you have Sean Mannion starting, do you give the ball to Dalvin Cook nine times? Nine times. This was the uh, stupid game to watch. 
the Vikings had already quit. Awful Packers win. They lock up the number one seed in the NFC. And we finally get to the game of the week. Uh, Cardinals, Cowboys. Cardinals get the three-point win. Cowboys get knocked down in the fourth seed. uh, And pretty much, you know, assured a rematch of this in two weeks in the wild card game in Dallas once again. So let's break this down a little. Uh, This game... I want to take away some things, and I'll start with the offense um, on this. Dak was was really horrific. I mean, just you know, the the stats will, won't won't say anything, you know, you no know, bad about him. But the the way that that they played um, on offense, it, it it's not as bad as it seems on the drives, you know, stalling because when. The first couple drives, the Cowboys were going down the field. They ran it pretty, pretty, you know, fine on the first couple, you know, drives. But every big play that Elliott or Pollard had running was taken back on a holding call or a penalty or something. That is why they ended with a combined 20 yards rushing. There were four long third down plays that we got first downs on. I got 20, 30, 35 yards on that were brought back. So I mean, the, you want to talk about taking the momentum or changing the whole game? The refs, uh, look, I don't want to blame the refs because the Cowboys played terrible for most of this game, but the refs caused so many times us to go the backwards to to feel like it deflated to go from a, a getting a first down to now third and nineteen. Like it yeah. was ridiculous. So that's the big thing is that it's not as bad as it seems because they were moving the ball. It just happened yeah. to be that every big play was called back for a hold. So that's one thing. Um, I thought Dak missed a ton of open throws, a ton of easy throws uh, that, that definitely impacted the game as well. Yes. I also want to put some, some, you know, some, some of the blame on Kellen Moore, because what I think Kellen Moore is doing is, is he's doing two things, not enough risk taking, not enough deep passes. What Dak's been the best on this year is his deep ball and his passes over the middle that are to his wide receivers on, you know, 20 plus yard passes. Yep. They're not doing enough of that. It's a lot of underneath stuff. It's a lot of curl routes. It's it's just not enough risk taking, not enough utilizing CD Lamb and Amari Cooper against corners who with COVID going on and injuries have not played enough NFL snaps to cover that good of talent at wide receiver. That Great. is the one thing. Number two is the third down calls have been just horrific in my opinion on watching this team you know we watched if we watched all the games together you know that every time that you know it seems like an obvious run play on a third and short we end up passing and it's just a head scratching call on a play maybe that's third and in, in, in five you know third and seven a longer third down it's we it's throw throwing in a three yard pass to, to, to try and, and break a tackle, but it's just not the play call. And the screens, you know, that, that are getting predictable. It's just not good situational play calling, and that's what's really killing me for this offense. It's just not helping anybody. Agreed. Uh, and, and, and that's my and big you thing. You can't win when, when Dak Prescott is your leading rusher with 20 yards. Right. I, I mean, but... Look, you know, we talk, the rushing game really was strictly on penalties because every big rush was a penalty, and, and that, that just killed the run game there. I'm, and then if I'm really not to gonna... the defensive side, oh, my God. Look, look, Anthony Brown is just atrocious. 
I'm and really Trayvon Diggs focus. had the worst game ever. I'm not going to focus too much on the defense because did they did they play poor? Yes, but it's poor up to the standard of how they've been playing like the best defense in football the last three four weeks. Yeah. This defense played like it was you know an average defense you know coming in the season, but that's all all you should need. What the defense did this week is all you should need to give them a chance to win. And what did even with the offense playing atrocious and Dak playing awful, they still right. had a chance to go down the field and and win. So mm-hmm. so this defense I'm not going to focus too much on um you know I just think they did enough. Yes, was was Diggs bad? Yes. But but I really do think that the Cardinals didn't do anything that impressive that that you know they went out and really won this game. I mean Murray was Murray does what he always does. He's the unsackable quarterback. He was, you know, elusive as as ever. He's 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 great at that. But did Kyler Murray, besides the the touchdown, which was a great pass to Wesley, where he absolutely mossed in, uh, Anthony Brown, was there any other throw that game that you were like, wow, Murray is is just destroying this Cowboys defense? Not the, really. The, the the throw to AJ Green on the double move where Trayvon Diggs and, and again, did. right, a wide open AJ Green. That was Diggs' fault there. Yeah. But besides those two passes, did he do anything? No. Could they run the ball? Edmonds? No. He had 50 no. yards rushing. He ran into but, a wall every time. Yeah, so but the you know co- what? The Mur- defense- Mur- Murray, you know where Murray impressed me the most was the nine rushes he had for 44 yards. Every one of them picked up a first down, it yeah. felt like. And that's the big thing like, is, is you have to contain him, and they didn't do a good enough job on that from him letting him get out and make plays on the run. And that's what you got to do. And and they're going to watch film on this. And when they play again in two weeks, which it should be, it'll be a fun rematch. But my biggest takeaway from is this. This offense played awful. The defense played below what they are capable of. And they lost by three points. But that this is, is also a is Cardinal just something team to think about. That had no D. Hopkins, had no James Conner, had no Rondell Moore, were missing their, their top two uh, corners, yeah. were missing J.J. Watt. Like, if you can't beat the Cardinals at home when you're the healthiest team on the planet, although losing Gallup to an ACL tear, you know, but other than that, pretty much the healthiest team on the planet against a Cardinals team that's depleted and you can't even get a win. What do you expect in two weeks? That's if we do play them. I mean, there's a very good chance we play the Rams. Yeah, I mean, mean, we could could see it there. The Rams Um, and the Cardinals beat Seattle. We're flip-flopping that division. Yeah, and and right now I'm not sure who I'd rather play. I mean, it's it's kind of like at this point you got to play, you got to play. But yeah. but yeah, you're right. The Cardinals are going to be healthy the next time you play them. So you know, it's 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 a bad loss. It's tough because you just you know kind of screwed yourself in the seating. But look, come playoff time, if you're playing like this, you're not going to beat anybody. Uh, I mean, yeah. you're not going to beat anybody, even if you end up playing the Saints or the Eagles. So. This is about the offense getting fixed. This offense gets fixed. I guarantee this defense will step up, and you'll see them beat. You know they're going to beat a couple of teams, but this is on the offense right now for this Agreed. team and how, and how far they're going to go. So it, it, it's something to. Uh, it's a tough loss here, but but the best teams will bounce back, and we will we'll have to just see how they respond in the playoffs and and what comes in a couple of weeks. But that yeah. is uh, that's week seventeen. Uh, week 18, obviously, uh, some Saturday games, a lot of Sunday games. NFL Red Zone is going to be crazy. Uh, and then, obviously, the Sunday night, which is the big one with Ch- uh, Chargers, Raiders. And we'll preview all that on Friday's episode, as well as the college football final 
which will be uh, next Monday uh, night as well. But that is all from us today uh, for our Tuesday episode, for our recap here. Uh, hopefully, hopefully tonight the, the Browns can, can even if, you know, playing for nothing can, you know, win me this week's pool and, and win me the, uh, the, the, the pick and pool this week. But I have my doubts on that tonight. <laughs> you have your doubts. I have my doubts. Big Ben, <laughs> final game in uh, in Heinz Heinz Field. He might he just, might go off for them. Just just so you know, uh, Mike Burak has Pittsburgh tonight. Who's tied mm. with you? And All right. You and Brian Teagle have Cleveland. All right. You know the you know the deal. Just hand the ball off to Nick Chubb, and you should hand be fine. That's it's a it's a pretty simple formula there. So. All right, buddy. I will see you on Friday. All right.